Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Episode of the most electric podcast out there. I am your host, Francisco. This podcast is part of the More Than Baseball organization. More Than Baseball is working daily to better the lives of minor leaguers all over baseball. Uh, their mission is to protect and enhance the future of the game by allowing every ball player to live a better life during and after their career. They have a ton of programs, including financial guidance, education, mental help, and a lot more. Check them out. Check them out at morethanbaseball.org. Uh, they are doing their part to help minor leaguers. Okay, I am super excited for my guest today. He's a top 30 prospect with the Houston Astros and was their minor league player of the year in 2021. Uh, maybe perhaps one of the best voices in all of minors. Uh, Luke Berryhill, how's it going, brother? It's going good, man. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Like I said, um, top pro- 30 prospect. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about that. Is that something that like you're aware of or like you're kind of like in tune with, kind of knowing like where you like you kind of rank among like prospects and stuff like that? Sure. Um, I mean, all, all in all, like, you know, it's, it's, it's all about what the team thinks about you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, writers, you know, they say what they want, whether it's good or bad. Um, you know, you can't, you can't try to either get a, a big head or get too in your field about it. You just gotta, you know, just stay, stay in your lane. You can't, you can't get too caught up in that, but yes, we do. We do look at that. Um, one of my buddies, Colin Barber, he got dropped down like one or two when he got hurt <laughs> giving him crap about that. Yeah. And he's <laughs> funny. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so is it kind of like a friendly competition then? Like, you know, once you kind of got into that third top 30, uh, who, how did you find out Did someone let you know, like, Hey dude, like you're top 30 now, like way to go. Like you're absolutely crushing it. My dad, actually, my dad is, he's always reading up on all that kind of stuff, man. I, stuff that I've, I've never even thought to Google or, yeah. or, or, Stuff that I, I really don't care to see all because, mm-hmm. you know, it gets you in your head a little bit. If you start seeing too much stuff, you start thinking a lot. So you try to keep it as simple as possible. But, yeah, my, my dad, as soon as that list was released, he was he was calling me about it. So that's electric. And I'm, I'm sure he's probably going to listen to this. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a shout out in advance. You know, shout out uh, to your dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, thanks for listening. Um, but anyway, so how's the rehab going? Obviously, you're you're rehabbing now, which kind of threw a wrench in like your season because you, you were just crushing it. But like, how's the rehab going? Like, what have you been up to? Man, I got down here probably, I think it was about two and a half weeks ago. Um, it's been almost four weeks since the injury happened. And uh, I'm just down here working out. Um, as of yesterday, they've had me doing uh, a little more baseball stuff. I got to do a little defensive work. Um, started throwing a little bit because it, it's my ring finger, so I don't really need that for, mm-hmm. for much. So I'm careful with that. Um, they, they pretty much let me, you know, just just ramp up. 
from here on out. For sure. And what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Because obviously, um, like mentally, it has to be hard just seeing like the guys out there playing and grinding and you're obviously in Florida not being able to be with them. So like, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy, but also like mentally like strong? Man, a lot of, I mean, you, you get to know some of the guys down here and you, they're your new family now, um, since you're going to see them all day, every day, just about. Um, so you really try to, uh, to hang out with the guys as much as possible. Um, lean on them. You know, it, it does get hard. Um, just being down here doing the same thing every day. Um, but that, you know, just playing video games a lot, a lot of video games. <laughs> I respect that. Um, yeah, dude, you got to, man. It's the guys that don't have a, a PlayStation or Xbox, it's, it blows me away. What do they do? They just lay in their bed all day. They yeah. go, I don't know. What they do. But uh, yeah, that movies, uh, play my guitar good about. Uh, yeah, just try to keep your mind occupied somehow. Yeah, and you, you, t- you mentioned like the guys out there, are those just other guys rehabbing or like who, who, like, who else is out there? Like, is it a, is it a good group of people? It is a group good group of guys. Okay. Yeah, um, other guys rehabbing um, the guys that I know at least. Uh, the new draft guys are here. I've met a few of them. They're pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like Matthew Barefoot, he had uh, some shoulder surgery um, right before the season. Um, Colin Barber, he's he's down here getting something checked out. A couple other guys that that I know. Um, so. You know, it could be worse. Yeah, no, for sure. And you talk about video games. So what kind of games are you playing? Like, what uh, you know, let's tell the people a little bit more about you. Like, what kind of video games are you rolling? Are you Fortnite, uh, Warzone? What are you doing? Okay, uh, so I'm a big Rocket League guy. Okay. So me, uh, Matthew Barefoot, and a couple other guys um, play Rocket League with each other just about every night. Um, I do enjoy Call of Duty as well. Not a big Warzone guy. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like just the normal multiplayer, uh, playing some Search and Destroy. That's That's my cup of tea um uh i i do really enjoy like role-playing games like like uncharted you know that movie that just mm-hmm, came out mm-hmm. um that was based on a, a video game series and so like playing through story modes like that i'm a big fan of um zombie games like the last of us that's that's one of my favorite games all kind of stuff like that so yeah all right. so you're like the second person recently to tell me about rocket league and i haven't played that in like years um and mm-hmm. like even when i did play it i sucked and like i probably still do like i might i might have to download that and just run it run it with you a couple of times and see if i can uh you know get a little practice in there you go i'll see if i can carry you to a dove but yeah man that that uh the learning curve is is huge man like the difference between one rank and the next i mean it, it takes many many hours to to even get a little bit better so yeah. i mean it's <laughs> So I wouldn't sink too much time in it unless, you know, you get hurt and you got a lot of downtime like me. <laughs> yeah. No, see, I'm more of like a Call of Duty guy. I'll, I'll, I I'll I jump back in Fortnite as soon as there's no building. Like, I just been crushing that a lot. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not really good at Warzone. Like, I'll do multiplayer, like um, gun game, free for all, just a bunch of random things. Uh, mm-hmm. But Rocket League, yeah, I've never gotten too hardcore into that. I mean... Like I may dabble. I may have to buy buy it and download it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, Warzone or uh, Call of Duty, I'll, I'll run that with you. I mean, you know, also you have a ton of time in your hands. I game like every night. So like, if you ever if you ever need a gaming guy, like I definitely will run that with you for sure. Sounds good. Uh, are you Xbox guy or, or PlayStation? That's that's probably... play- PlayStation Four. PlayStation Four. Me and. Uh... Matthew Barefoot rode to uh, to GameStop right down the road and asked them for PlayStation Five, any updates and stuff. And so I got the manager's number. He's gonna call me whenever there's a shipment coming out. So okay, see that's the hookup yeah. right there. Would you just give them a couple of tickets or something and be like, hey, you know, you you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, pretty much. You know, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> All 
I respect that. I respect that. All right. So, like I mentioned, you were top. Uh, you're one of the minor league players of the year, or the minor league player of the year for the Astros. How did you find out about that? And like, what goes into that? Like, what do they give you? This like a like a trophy or a certificate? Like, I I honestly have no idea. It's like, what kind of what goes into all of that? So funny enough, the the third game of the year last year, I ended up tearing my labrum in my left shoulder, and so. They said you could either get surgery now or you could play through it and get surgery after the season. So I just played through it, and somehow I ended up having a great year despite that. Yeah. And so that's very, very blessed and fortunate for that. Um, and so I was I was probably a week out or two weeks out from my surgery. After, after the surgery, I was down in West Palm Beach rehabbing at our facility, and our assistant GM walked up to me. I hadn't seen him yet, and I was like, oh, crap, this could either be good or bad. Yeah. So I was like, how's it going, man? Like. And he's, he had a big smile on his face. So I was, I was feeling good. And he said, uh, whatever we talked for a minute. And then he said, I got some news, uh, which the front office has voted on you to be our minor league player of the year. I was speechless, man. Like that, that was, that was surreal. Uh, so yeah, I went and called my dad and everything. Um, they gave me a, it's like one of those crystal trophies. It, it looks like a diamond okay. with, uh, with minor league player of the year on it stuff like that and then they flew me and my family out to houston and i got recognized on top of the home dugout in front of the crowd so and in the uh i think it was the alcs game okay one of the ALCS. yeah so that, that was really cool that's awesome so you went to go ahead and introduce yourself to the uh the houston crowd and just kind of did you give maldonado and the other catchers a look like hey i'm coming for that <laughs> and i would have if i saw him I, I didn't i didn't really see anybody it was it was funny enough have you ever heard of damon Berryhill? Um, I, I think I like Googled your name and his name popped up. I don't know who that is though. There you go. So he was a big league catcher for the Cubs. I think the Braves, a couple other teams back in the eighties and nineties, I think. And everyone always asked me if I'm related to him. Um, as I was getting off the dugout, Dusty Baker yelled, yo, Barry Hill, how's it going? And so I ran back up there and he was like, Hey, congratulations, son. Are you related to Barry or Damon Barry Hill? And I was like, no, I, I wish. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, how how was it meeting Dusty? Because obviously he's just a legend in the game. Like how how was that experience just getting to be like in his presence? Like I'd be like I wouldn't be I'd just be speechless. That was really cool. Um, yeah, that that moment was really cool. Uh, in spring training this year, actually, so I got called up to play a couple of the big league games, and he was managing those games, and I got to talk to him for a little bit. Such a cool dude. Um, you're just real old school. Just you know, shoot the crap with you. Um, but he does have a that serious side to him that, that every every ball player needs that mm-hmm. I want his game time is it's time to go. But in the in the clubhouse and and away from the field, he's, he's a cool guy. I enjoyed meeting him. That's incredible. And also you got to meet some of the, the players there, too, I'm assuming, and, and all that when you, while you were there. I briefly said hi to uh, Justin Verlander when he was pitching that day. That was kind of cool. Um Let's see, uh, Jeff Bagwell. Um, he's one of the Astros like front office guys. I, I don't really know what he does, but he, um, I'm, I'm talking to him for a good bit. He's cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, was that it, during it was, was that during spring training or during like when you were getting recognized? Spring training. Okay. Yep. This, this spring training a few months ago. Did so. you catch any of the big leaguers when you were? You said you caught a couple games. Like, were you, did you ever get to get catch any of the the big leaguers like Verlander or whoever you know any other of those guys? I did not. Uh, I caught a few AAA guys, I believe. Maybe maybe a 40-man guy. Uh, I don't really remember. No, so I, I guess not. Um, nice. It was mostly mine that day. 
Well, good shout out to you. Like I said, I mean, minor league player of the year is that is that good? Yeah, you know, you tell me. But uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty good. That in that, that season that you're having, which is incredible. And we'll talk about that in a quick second. But I want to talk about your guitar. Obviously, like I mean, you're you're a country singer. Uh, do your teammates just look at you when you have your guitar and think like this dude just has it all? You have looks. You have you're a baseball player. You have the voice. Like if I had like a quarter of your talent, like I'd be the cockiest person out there. Like how do you just manage all that? so i my mom's always instilled in me like if if you're good at something don't show off kind of thing but you know it, it is nice to you know feel feel good about it now and then um but yeah i just i try to keep it low-key um whatever i'm doing but yeah i i love bringing the guitar out um like on bus trips and stuff or in the locker room um just play for the guys they always ask me to sing uh simple man by leonard skinner mm-hmm. that's their favorite one to sing and then they'll just throw out random ones for me to sing um yes yeah, it's, it's a good time dude that, that my teammates enjoy it. yeah so who who on your team right now has like the best voice like i mean if you're playing and someone joins in like who do you say who would you say has the best voice obviously other than you but someone someone on your team that's a good question man i've, I've asked plenty of people to sing and nobody wants to do it dang it it's it stage fright is a real thing that's for sure but like once you get once you do it a few times you kind of get the nerves out of the way <laughs> um so i think you know they they just got to try it out one time it's it's all fun we're not going to yeah. judge them or anything, even if they are bad but <laughs> yeah especially if oh, you're yeah. out there with the boys in the locker room you know it's all it's all good and fun i mean obviously no one's there trying to be like the next singer on on the american idol or the boys or whatnot you just out there exactly. having a good time so i i respect that you talk about stage fright like how did you get over your stage fright uh like when you first started playing guitar oh boy here's a story okay so Back at my high school, um, there's a thing. So it was River Ridge High School in Woodstock, Georgia. There's a thing called the Mr. River Ridge pageant. It was supposed to be like a male beauty pageant kind of thing, but it's for charity. It's supposed to be funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so I got roped into doing that. I was going to tell stupid jokes or something. Um, but then the day before, something came over me saying, Luke, you need to sing in this thing. And so I told my dad, and he was like, okay, well, let's let's get to work. I'd never sang in front of anybody, not even my parents. Mm-hmm. And so um, – so then the next day I was out there singing in front of 500 people and I walked out on stage and, uh, <laughs> it was, it was dead quiet in there. Um, I was walking out there. My hand was shaking cause I was so nervous. I heard a girl in the front row say, poor thing. He's shaking. Oh man. I heard stage did that. And that made it worse because I tried to stop. Um, but then, you know, the music started, did the first verse and chorus. I think it went pretty good. And then the place went bananas. And uh, then the place was so loud, I couldn't hear the music to come back in. And so I missed my mark. And for like 10 seconds, I was up there just trying to find out where I was in the song. But uh, I mean, it, it can't get any worse than that, I figure. So Yeah, and, and that's incredible because, I mean, obviously you weren't expecting to sing and have that reaction. But once you had that reaction from the crowds, were you just thinking to yourself, like, oh, you know, this might, I might be pretty good at this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, I was so nervous beforehand. After that, I was like, oh, I got this. Let's let's just kill it. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Yeah. And like, I'm not I'm not any musician. Actually, I grew up, I played the cello um, growing up and stuff. Um, oh, wow. Like, yeah, like we did a cello, trumpet, piano. Um, I a little bit of guitar. Like, I'm not I wouldn't consider myself a musician um, or anything like that. Like my sister is like, she's a music major or she was a music teacher and all that stuff. And like my mom was a music major. So like music has always <laughs> kind of been in our family, but I wouldn't claim to have any kind of voice but uh if i if i ever go out there just well actually you're in florida i was gonna say arizona but if i ever go to florida um we'll have to we'll, we'll rock out together like i'll i'll uh 
I'll I'll sing. I I I don't care about the whole stage fright. Like I'm I don't really have that. So like we'll Good. sing. Like we'll, we'll we'll go out. Maybe who knows? Maybe I'll have that experience that you had, and people are gonna give me an evasion, and I'm I'm like, well, I actually have something here. Well, there you go, man. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll find the biggest club around and, and and play right in front of everybody. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's the I just needed that motivation to be like, you know what, I can do this too. Uh, so let's let's talk about your career in and growing up and stuff. It's like, when did you start playing baseball, and when did you realize like, you know, I'm kind of nasty at this? <laughs> um, so I started when I was three. Uh, my parents never told me to run to first base; they just thought I knew. So my first hit, I ran straight to third. And so I figure I've gotten, you know, decent since then. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, when I was, I guess when I was probably 13 or 14, that's when I started hitting a lot of home runs mm-hmm. and uh, hey, we might have something here. And then uh, in high school, I became a really good defensive catcher and then into college and, uh, you know, just kept developing from there pretty much. Was so, your, was your high school team pretty good or no? We were decent. Um, okay. Nothing crazy. I think we made it the first round of the playoffs two years in a row um but yeah other than that dude since then they've, they've been really good they made it to the final four they made it to the championship never won it though so we're we're on the verge what were your stats like in high school like were you just like body bagging these random uh pitchers you know and ruining dude. their careers having them decide you know what i'm not gonna be a pitcher no more i'm just gonna go try something else in life yeah play, play soccer or something man no um dude, honestly i in high school i wasn't a great hitter like in middle school, I was tearing it up, but then I guess when the heavy bats came around, my it just something didn't click. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know, but I guess I was so good defensively that it kind of just carried me until I got to pro ball and developed a little more. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. That's that was it was weird. So sure. how was like the college recruitment? Because obviously you went um, you went JUCO, but before that, you know, you're injured for where, where did you go before this? I know you got injured for um, like right into the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, I went to Georgia Southern. Okay. So, yeah, the, I think the second or third game of the year, uh, I hurt my back. And so, I redshirted that whole year. Went back in the fall and just it, nothing clicked at all. I couldn't I couldn't catch. I couldn't hit at all. So, I knew I wasn't going to play much that spring. And so, I went Juco and uh, got my wheels back under me. And um, then everything started going. And I ended up at South Carolina. Had a really good season. And uh, then got drafted by the Reds. So. Yeah, and you like you said you went you Georgia Southern is that D one or what is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a D one. Okay. Yeah, in South Georgia. Very cool. Um, how was the recruitment for that then? I mean, uh, like, what other schools were you interested in like before you committed to then? And like, what year were you in high school when you did commit? I was going into my junior year okay. of high school. It was really early. It was actually my first offer. Um, so, so my dad he was never uh, he he played a lot of sports and stuff growing up, but. Um, like this, this was all our first time going through recruitment and stuff like that. We didn't really have anybody guiding me through like what to do. So we had, I got a really good offer from Georgia Southern. It was a D one school. Um, we, we visited it. We liked the school. The coach liked me a lot. And so we were like, yeah, might as well just lock it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, no more offers came in. I heard some sec schools were, were interested in me, but I, I stayed firm at Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I I wouldn't do it any different. I learned a lot through that through this whole process, going through three different schools. Yeah, um, met a lot of cool people, guys. I still call friends. Um, you know, even though like I'm I'm smarter now because of it, I wouldn't do anything different. Yeah, I respect that. And like I said, you 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 committed after your sophomore year, going into your junior year. Um, yeah. 
like heading into like that junior year as a as a student at, at your high school, like where people just looking at you like, dude, there's that there's that D one commit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yes, I was the first D one commit um, from my high school. We the high school had only been open like ten years, so I was the first D one commit. I think the second D one athlete total at the high school. Um, definitely the first pro player. Um, even though we have a couple more now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool experience. Dude, <laughs> I, I did not get voted most likely to go pro. I'm wow. still a little soft about that. Yeah. So we, we had a, a, a big football player at the time. Okay. Um, the guy was pretty good. So he got voted that. And I was like, man, what? <laughs> still a little salty. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, football players. I mean, I don't know like how it is out there. If it was a big football town or a big baseball town, but I mean, I feel like sometimes they get more some of the respect taken away from the baseball players, these football guys. But did he end up going pro? Like, was he drafted at all or no? No. So he he wow. went to like Navy or something, and he he didn't even make it through the first semester on the team. So. <laughs> Wow, these, that's a little bit of motivation for you, a little chip on your shoulder. You go back after, like, you know, during the offseason or whatnot, you just look at your coach or look at your fellow teammates maybe in 10 years at, like, a uh, reunion or something and be like, look, I, I went pro. Uh, so you just circle that in the yearbook, like, you know what, it's all good. That was my motivation. That that kept me going, you know, when I was grinding in the JUCO. And let's talk about JUCO. You went to Walter State, and, like, mm-hmm. you guys went 60 and A. Is that right? Is that, did I read that correctly? Something like that, dude. It was insane. It was crazy. Wow. Like how how great good was your team? Because obviously sixty and eight, no matter where you're playing, is incredible. Yeah, dude. Uh, we didn't get flat out beat until I think the World Series. Um, yeah, every time we lost during the season that I can remember, we we killed ourselves. Like we made mistakes, or we just we just I don't know. But yeah, we it was kind of cool going to the field every day, just knowing you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't you didn't have to put any pressure into yeah. it. You're just like. One through nine here is going D one on our on our squad. A bunch of them are going power five. Like we got this. Yeah. We just show up and just play our game, relax, and we're gonna win. Um, that is, was pretty cool. Is Walter State considered one of like the better JUCOs um, out there, or no? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Us, Chipola. Yeah, um, I know about Chipola. A, a couple, San Jack from Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple others from Texas. Um, Dy- Dyersburg from Tennessee. They're usually pretty good. Um, but yeah, Walters is, is usually at the top. Okay, and what, is it Wabash? There's another one like in Illinois, like Wabash, um, Wabash Community. I've heard of that. Yeah, um, I know they're I pretty good. I know a couple guys who came out of there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you your stats like 376 average, 13 nukes. Like, I mean, that's 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 good right there. You know. Um, do you have any interesting JUCO stories? Because I talk to guys all the time who went to JUCO and they're like, yeah, after practice we had to run up a mountain or we had to do a two mile hike. All these things that you normally wouldn't go through at like a D one school, but it's JUCO, so people don't really care. Uh, like, what were? Do you have any like interesting JUCO stories? Man, uh, so I guess I got lucky because um, remember I said I went to Georgia Southern in the mm-hmm. fall, transferred to Duke, to Walter State, so I missed the whole fall, which apparently they oh. ran their guts out. And there were some crazy stories with guys like saying, "Hey, save it, save it on this one, so we can do better on the next." And the coach heard him, and he freaked out on him and stuff. Like it was yeah. crazy stuff that I wish I could have seen, but I'm kind of glad I didn't. So that's crazy. <laughs> but no, we didn't really, dude. As long as we were winning, yeah. our coach, we he took it really easy on us. Honestly, we just show up every day, hit BP, do some defense, and play the game. We'd win. He'd be happy. That's that's all we really cared about. So. Yeah, and did you guys go to the College World Series or a JUCO World Series or no? 
We did. Yep. Yeah. In, uh, in, in Grand Junction. Um, yeah, we got second to Chipola. And Chipola's Chipol so, good though. Like they, they, they just crank out dudes. Like they got studs yeah. on that team. Yeah, they, they always do. Um, you know what it is, is they're technically like a, a state school instead of a JUCO or something like that. And so I they get that, double. Yeah. Um, so they can usually bring in a bunch of guys on full scholarships, but, um, I mean, that's not an excuse or anything. Yeah. We, I, I honestly thought we had the better team. We we beat them pretty good the first time we beat them, or we played them in the World Series. Uh, the second time they beat us, um, that's it's just how it is. And then the third game, the it was the rubber match, the very last game, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and we let's see, it was like first and third. Uh, our first baseman dropped a pickoff at first. We had the guy out, it was two outs. Um, Would have been out into the inning. The next guy hit a two run double, oh. uh, and then a couple innings later. Our shortstop made a play, a ground ball, threw it to first. Uh, they called him safe, even though he's out. Next guy hit a two-run double. So it's just, you know, what what can you do? So. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the way the game is sometimes. So, like, you could have won. Like, you guys went toe-to-toe with them. Like, it wasn't like you guys were overmatched or anything. That's crazy. We were we were not overmatched at all. No, it was great. Nice. And then, also, you go to South Carolina. Like, um, how was that? Like, were they just calling you? Like, hey, I mean, we're looking at your numbers here. Like, we want you to come play on our team. So, dude, that, that's funny. I... I believe I actually committed to South Carolina before I committed to Walter state. Okay. And so, yeah, so I had, I left Georgia Southern and then within a week we were sending out like emails and stuff. And, um, I was talking to a lot of coaches like Auburn, Georgia, um, pretty much all the sec schools for no the most deal. part, just sec schools. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, uh, South Carolina was the only school that I could go to, Oh no! So no, no. It was it was it was close to when I committed to Walter State. Um, it was the only school I could go to before I headed out to JUCO, the only one I could visit. And so I went out there. I absolutely loved it, and I thought there's nothing more I need to see. I, I want to go here. Yeah, and like, were you were you able to go to like a uh, fo- football game during that time? I don't know if they were playing or not, but like, were, were you able to get like the full experience? So no, uh, they showed me around the the baseball field. Um, I believe. They, they drove me around the campus. We saw the uh, the student athlete center, mm-hmm. like the cafeteria, all the the study hall rooms. The they took me to the football field um, to go see all that. Um, yeah, I think it was it was like late December when that was going on. So uh, no football at the time, but um, honestly, yeah, I, I I just fell all over it within five minutes of being there, and so. And, yeah, I, and that's a there. good school too. Like I'm gonna say that they have the history. I mean, I don't, your season, I don't think you guys. I don't know if you had the better, the good, like that good of a team that season, but <laughs> do you think your do you think your Walter State team would have beat your South Carolina team? Man, I, that's a good question, dude. Uh, it, it was a big jump going from JUCO to South Carolina. Just the arms you're seeing mm-hmm. in JUCO, like you, if like when you play Chipotle, you're going to see 90 miles an hour and up. Um, throughout most of the year, you're seeing maybe 85. So I mean, that's just BP mm-hmm. if if you're you know a decent hitter. And so, um, honestly, I think if, if we had a little time to adjust at Walter State, we we would have put up a, a good game. I think so. Because, I mean, our, our whole lineup was, was going D1. So, I mean, it's – who knows? Yeah. And uh, you you play with uh, TJ Shook, uh, Shook um, in South Carolina. He's been promising to come on my pod for a while now. He might be dead to me because he just hasn't come on. And, like, he's been kind of putting it off – and you know rescheduling and stuff so i'm gonna have to see i'll keep you updated on that but uh 
Uh, he's somebody who's who should be coming on the pod. Like he's been saying he's going to come on, so hopefully we'll see him soon. But uh, he he plays for uh, well, he was in Appleton, and I had to reach out to him because I live in general area. Um, and I I grew up an A's fan. Now I'm in Wisconsin, so I I'll watch the okay. Brewers and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I mean, he's uh, should come on the pod. We'll find. We'll uh, I'll have to update you on that. But uh, a lot of good guys yeah. on your team. I think uh, also um, another catcher who was who's in the Brewers organization as well. Wes Clark. Yeah, Wes Clark. Like, how are those guys over there? Are they pretty good? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're playing pro ball, so yeah. that, that itself. But, yeah, that uh, Wes can flat out hit, man. It's, it's, it's impressive. Um, I, I was – so he was a freshman when I was there and wasn't getting a lot of playing time because we, we had an older, older team for the most part in the field. Um, and so, like, towards the end of the season, I was, I was kind of pushing our coach, like, hey, well, why don't you let Wes hit? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been seeing him in practice and everything Duke can hit and then he he came in he hit like five or six bombs in the in the last month and I was like yeah this guy's gonna be something special and so um and then he dude he went on an absolute tear his junior year at South Carolina hit like 25 bombs or something yeah. something crazy um and then shook he's just always been a good pitcher not not much you know mm-hmm. not much to add there I knew he was going pro yeah when, when I that's awesome. Yeah, like I said, he's, he should be coming on the pod. Um, I'll have to see what how that how that all shakes out. But um, how how was like the football scene? Like obviously, you know, you guys have a D one team and all that. Like, how was the college game days experiences in like the SEC? Dude, it was unreal. Um, I, I was very glad I got to experience that for a year. The uh, a couple of the older guys on the baseball team they had some connections in town. Some of them were born in Columbia, so they knew a bunch of people. Um. So they, they always had us a, uh, a spot probably half a mile from the stadium. Uh, all the roads were shut down. You had to walk everywhere. It was like a mile from my apartment wow. to the to the the spot, and then another half mile to the uh, to the stadium. Uh, so yeah, pretty much the whole team would go there, uh, just hang out for a few hours, grill out, and all that stuff. Um, and then there was a place called the Frat Lots. So uh, the fraternities at South Carolina were technically on campus, so they mm-hmm. couldn't have any parties or tailgates at their houses. And so there was this big place called the frat lots where every frat had a, a tent set up. And so um, every now and then we go over there and it's just absolute chaos. I mean, pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> so there's it, it never, never a, a dull moment at, on a football game day. So that's awesome. And the SEC is just different than like, um, I don't know. They just, they just do it different. I feel like out in the South, like, I, I don't know. I mean, here in, in the Midwest, like, I mean, Wisconsin is known for what they're known for. But, I mean, I just feel like the SEC is just a whole different beast. Dude, it's – yeah, because, I mean, there, there's not a lot of pro teams in the South. Like, uh, I mean, there's the Falcons and stuff, and then I guess the the Titans. and But most of the, the states down here don't have a pro team, and so they really rally around the college team, no matter what it is. Um, people from all over the state go to go to the Carolina games, go to all the Georgia games, everything stuff. Um I, I grew up going to all those stuff. So it's yeah, they they do it different for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> That's incredible. And who was your like biggest rival like on the baseball side of things? It was Clemson. South okay. Carolina's big was Clemson. So okay. um in all in all sports? Okay. And because I know in football it is, but I wasn't sure how if baseball maybe it was different or whatnot. But how was oh, it yeah. playing those games? Like was it did you guys just take it up just a, a different level? Um and you Dude. guys you gotta hear from the, the Clemson fans and all that? It was unreal, dude. Yeah. The first game, so funny enough, the uh, I think it was the Wednesday or something. We had a midweek game before the Clemson series. That's when I hurt my shoulder okay. originally. Um, and so uh, 
and then and then in pro ball um i heard it again a few years later didn't have any problems until then which is weird um but yeah uh so i struck out like four or five times the first game because i could barely swing the next game i like flew out one time struck out the next couple and then i hit two bombs on the sunday game and so like it, it was nuts man um those were the absolute best games that i've ever been a part of um besides the games at mississippi state that's that's a whole nother thing um but yeah is that, is that also Car- a rival to mississippi state no 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 that's that, we played there at the end of the season which that was unreal there's like seventeen thousand people there wow. it, was, it was but yeah the clemson games were dope um i think there were a couple celebrities there like like i think darius rucker came to one. Oh, nice he's, he's the carolina guy um yeah, a couple other people um yeah those were sold out place was just you could you could feel the ground shaking yeah <laughs> And, and like, how were the fans? Like, were they pretty like ruthless, like chirping at you guys? Um, also you're you're catching or, or playing first base. I don't know what you were doing at that at that point, but like you could probably if you're catching, you can hear them definitely from behind you. Oh yeah, yeah. If if there was there were a ball that went by me, which you know I take pride in my defense, so it rarely did. But if there was one, they were letting me hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you strike out or something, they're gonna they're gonna pound you all the way back to the dugout. Um, that's pretty much what I've gotten used to back then, and then. In, a, in pro ball, it's kind of been eh, because, I mean, you're going to get it anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is. I, I really wish I could go back and play in another series of that. That, that was pretty special. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I said, the, the SEC, the environment there, um, it's just absolutely electric. Football and baseball and everything like that. Um, you mm-hmm. obviously get – you go SEC all the way to the minors, which is just a whole different animal. But how was your draft day experience? Like, how was – or actually, you know what? Let me ask you this. When was your if to when moment? Like, you know, instead of saying, you know, if I get drafted, you started saying to yourself, when I get drafted. Like, when did you realize, like, you know what? I got a shot. Probably about halfway through uh, my junior year, the the Carolina season. Um, in JUCO, I talked to a few scouts, and they said, yeah, just, just go to South Carolina and see what you do. And then mm-hmm. about halfway through the Carolina season, I was like, okay, I'm putting up good numbers. Um, I'm like – you, you try not to, but you start comparing yourself to like what other guys are doing mm-hmm. on different teams, like the other studs. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm keeping up with these guys. These are got these guys are supposed to get drafted. And so uh, if I just keep this up, I, there's a good shot. And so, yeah. um, but dude, it's funny the the draft day, I, uh, so it's, it's a long story. I won't get into it at all, but um, essentially we, we told the scouts that I wanted to go back to Carolina for another year. Um, all our, Anyways, uh, the third day of the draft, I hadn't, I hadn't heard from my agent. I hadn't heard from uh, from any scouts or anything. And then, um, so I sleep with my phone on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Uh, and so I forgot to take it off of that on the draft day. So I was at lunch with one of my buddies for like an hour and a half or something. Then I finally looked at my phone. I had, I had like fifty missed calls. I had a hundred texts. Like I was what? What the hell? Who died? Like. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, then I called my agent. And was like. Yeah, what's what's going on? He's like, yeah, you got drafted. So, were you just not so. expecting to get drafted, or you were just like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I'm just, I'm good with however it plays out. I I was fully intent on going back to school. Okay. Um, and I I was actually going to the Cape, uh, like the next week, and so, um, you know, just some stuff ended up happening. I ended up signing with the Reds. So, um, looking back, I mean, I wish, I wish I would have been a little more forthcoming with scouts like saying yeah i want to get drafted because uh we talked to some scouts i would have got drafted a lot higher wow. um maybe got some more money but mm-hmm. you know that's 2020 I'm, I'm just i'm glad i'm here now i got the opportunity so. yeah and that was 2019 right 
It was. Yeah, yeah. So the next year was, you know, draft was five rounds. Who knows what, what would have happened if you had you gone back? So, you know what? It all works out. Uh, it all works out. And you talk about your signing bonus. Obviously, you got a good little chunk of change. What was the first thing you bought that you're like, oh, that was a dumb purchase? Or maybe like the first big purchase you, you, you've done a new guitar, maybe a truck? Oh, man. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I did buy a truck. That's for sure. Um, I can't remember the first thing. I, I, I might have gone and, you know, taking my parents out for a nice dinner or something something like that is yeah. I'm, I'm not a vendor honestly like I, I bought that truck um i bought some some music equipment um i already had two guitars so uh i, I think yeah i bought a, an amplifier um i don't know man i i, I just try not to blow it all kind of thing <laughs> yeah and that's that's good you're responsible so. me i probably would have i don't know what i would have done i would have gone crazy you know going from being a college kid with nothing eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches to like now i got a decent chunk of change um, so maybe that's why, you know, I, you're the baseball player and I'm just the one talking to you about baseball. So I guess it all, it all has a plan, you know, it all works out. Um, I'm definitely PlayStation five here soon. Though, so there you that's go. Right that. So. That's good. Let, let's talk about the minor league. So obviously, like I said, you were SEC, you know, nice facilities, nice traveling. And then, and then you go right to the minors. Um, like how was that experience adjusting, um, from SEC life? to like the minors, which is just an absolute grind. And obviously the travel is not as nice. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, it was different for sure. Um, yeah, I kind of lucked out when I got to, to the Astros organization because Fayetteville, our low a has, mm -hmm. is brand new pretty much. And so that was, that was really nice. But when I was with the Reds, my short season year, right after I got drafted, that was pretty rough. We played in some rough establishments. Was uh, that the happy league? It was, Appy League, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we, we played it. I mean, my high school field was better than some of these fields, man. It was, it was bad, but uh, you know, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. And so once once I got to the Astros, um, you know, things started picking up and uh, and things started getting a little nicer. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, like I've heard stories about the Appy League. You know, horror stories of the travel, the the hotels, the terrible fields. Like you said, some like high school stadiums are like way way nicer than some of those out there. Um, but let's talk about your 2020. Obviously, you get traded to the Reds from the Reds to the Astros. Um, let's mm -hmm. talk about your 2021 season. He went from low A to high A to double A all in one season. Um, at, at what point did you think, like, wow, things are going really well for me? Man, it, it was it was looking pretty grim uh, when I was in Fayetteville. Um, I just, for some reason, that the hitting was not clicking through mm -hmm. like the first month and a half, maybe two months. And then just out of nowhere, we went to uh, the Salem Red Sox place in uh, salem virginia and i just went off dude I, I think i hit five homers that week and uh then the next week yeah, i got called up to high a and it just never stopped so yeah uh, I, I just you know sometimes it's just that little thing mm -hmm. that just clicks and uh and then you know you're you feel like you're unstoppable so for sure and what was um like the harder jump from like was it low a to high a or like high a to double a where you just saw like the biggest jump in competition i'd say probably to double a uh so the strike zone got a lot smaller that's for sure um which i enjoyed mm -hmm. um but also made it harder uh catching wise because i was stealing a bunch of strikes in high a and low a but then once the strike zone shrunk you really have to work a lot harder on on your receiving skills as a catcher too mm -hmm. uh, tr to try to get strikes but um yeah dude the pitching in double a is just it's so much better uh guys can locate a lot better that's the biggest thing like the high a guys have, have all the stuff, um, but they just can't locate that well. So you're kind of, you know, you'll go take a lot more walks. But then in double A, you're not walking a ton. 
these guys are going to pound the zone, hit their spots for the most part, and they're going to really make you earn every hit that you get. Uh, so, yeah, that's – I mean, even into this year, um, I, I struggled a little bit at times and, uh, you know, try not to get, let the lows get too low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I respect that. And, and you're talking about the lows getting too low. Like, how do you stay, like, mentally strong? Because, obviously, baseball, like, everyone's going to struggle. Like, it's a game of failure, right? Um, like, how do you stay mentally strong knowing that, you know, you have the skills to, like, do well and, like, your past experiences obviously – um, show that in your career path so far, but like, how do you stay mentally strong in that situation? It's hard, dude. I mean, I, I've been playing this game for 20 years and, uh, it, it never really gets any easier. Um, I mean, real. so there, there's two different kinds of slumps, I guess. There's a slump where you just, you couldn't hit anything if your life depended on it. And then there's a slump where you're hitting line drives, but they're just getting out every time. Like the, you're hitting the ball, mm-hmm. but it's just not working out for you. So most of this season has been me hitting the ball well, and it's just not working out, which is sometimes equally as frustrating because I mean, your stats are still going down, down, mm-hmm. down, but you're, you're doing everything you can and it's still not working out. But then there's other times where you get jammed and it falls in, you hit a, you get a double out of it. I mean, baseball is just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the bottom line. But um, yeah. How you stay mentally strong. You just, a lot of it, I think, comes down to maybe your teammates finding a couple guys that you can talk to and and just just talk baseball and life with and stuff like that. That really helps you get it off your chest. Um, external focuses like like video games are a bit they're a good one. Um, just help you get your mind off of baseball for a little bit. Uh, playing my guitar, um, maybe write write a song if I feel inspired to. Um, yeah, just just trying to keep your mind off of baseball away from the field. What yeah. e- even if you're doing even if you're doing good, like it's it's not it's not good to get too wrapped up in it, either good or bad. So that's that's good that's a good point in like perspective on it. Um, obviously, your guitar probably helps you calm down, and uh, or you know if you're too high, it keeps you grounded, and if you're down, it kind of you know lifts you up a little bit. Um, country <laughs> songs they say like they say country songs are kind of sad sometimes, right? So maybe you just write a like a sad song about how you struck out a couple times, and then. And then we'll sing that, and then the next thing you know, like you're doing better. Well, there you go. I might need to try that next time. That's, <laughs> That's what idea. I'm saying. And it may be a hit too, like right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if it does become a hit, like you're gonna have to credit me somewhere in the credits. Obviously, I'm gonna have to have a little bit of say in that if it goes, you know, if it goes viral and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just like cut. There you go. I appreciate that. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Um, so I love to talk to guys about their minor or their experiences in the minor leagues. Obviously, it's a grind. Um, do you have any interesting uh, or funny minor league stories that? Um, can only happen like in the minor leagues uh so yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna name any names but if if he hears this or any of my teammates here they'll know who he is um so one of my buddies a couple or last season uh (laughs) we were i think we were in charleston um and so there there were some people yelling at him like kind of heckling him a little bit but then turns out that there was this girl in the in the crowd that thought he was cute and so they were trying to get my buddy's attention for her uh so then <laughs> so then she ended up making a tiktok about it and he went absolutely viral and just so <laughs> the funny thing he had a girlfriend at the time and so his girlfriend ended up getting mad at him kind of thing and it, it was a whole mess but that that was so funny well i still i still give him crap about it to this day like just something you you never thought would happen and yeah. it, it happened 
to the guy you were sitting right next to in the bullpen. So that's crazy. So let me ask you this then. I mean, obviously you you sing as you've done the national anthem a couple of times. Like how crazy were your DMs like just blowing up when they're like, oh, this guy plays and he sings like everyone's just sending you all these DMs now. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's uh, it actually started back in. Uh, I think, yeah, I was at South Carolina. Um, they were recognizing the baseball team at one of the basketball games. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was a sellout crowd there. There was like. 20 something thousand people at the basketball game and so they brought me out at halftime to do some like some little thing and they had me sing friends in low places by garth brooks mm-hmm. so i sang on the mic and everyone went bananas and i ended up getting like close to a thousand followers that night i got so many messages and it did. so it started then and then uh yeah once i started singing the national anthem in minor leagues it, it just keeps rolling. Dude, every time I do it, I get like 500 followers. So it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> That's crazy. All these country girls are like, oh, he plays baseball and he can sing. Like, I got I to gotta get a piece of this. Bingo, bingo. You ain't wrong. So <laughs> There you go. What I would pay just to see some of the messages you get. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'll show you one here, here after this. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Yeah, just take a screenshot. Show me it because I, I, I find it fascinating because I live vicariously through you guys. I never was a baseball player. I don't I don't sing. And you guys are getting all yeah. this attention. Like, that's awesome. Um, what city have you gone to where you, like, look around, you get off the bus, and you're like, dude, where am I? I'm in the middle of nowhere. Because obviously, the, like, minor league teams are in the smallest of towns in the middle of nowhere. Like, what's one city you've gone to? And you're like, dude, there's nothing here. Man, it's probably uh, pretty much every place when I was in the Appy League was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Greenville, Tennessee, which the biggest thing around there is Tusculum College. Um but everywhere else in that league, it was pretty. It was pretty grim. Um, let's see. We've stopped at some very, very sketchy places, like on road trips, mm-hmm. uh, like just middle of nowhere, like Oklahoma, or, or like some random gas station mixed with a McDonald's, way out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. It's, you, you get some experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not really sure if I can. I can put it down to one place. Yeah. Did, so you um in, what league were you in for like for low a was that the carolina it, league or no i but yeah it was carolina league yep did yep. you play in is it kingston where they have like the mother earth lodge i think where it's, i don't uh, no, yeah. uh, didn't play in kingston um I'm trying to think it's like played, the wood ducks or something i think their name is <clears throat> down east down east, down east. okay uh is that, is that where they have like that that hotel that's all painted weird colors like a hippie did it pretty much I have no, no. idea. I, okay. I never played in Down East. They came okay. to us twice. Oh, okay. Before. Okay, you you might have lucked out then, because that's that's one st- uh, place that people mention a lot. Where like it's it's one of the worst places they've stayed at. So I'm like, all right, maybe you, you had it, but you you lucked out. You missed that experience. Uh, kudos to you for doing that. Uh, last thing <laughs> I want to talk about, actually, two things. Um, have you had any interesting like fan interactions? Because uh, obviously, they say you're top thirty player in the in the Astros organization. People know who you are. Um, like. Do you have any interesting like fans asking for like, you know, balls or sign things or like what is the weirdest thing someone has asked you to sign? Like, have you had any like interesting fan interactions? Yeah, dude, it's, it's probably too many to count at this point. <laughs> um, I've, I've had people come up and ask me to sign their phones, uh, like sign their shoes, all kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it, it gets kind of weird, like you're walking to your car after the game and mm-hmm. people just like kind of chase you down in the middle of the parking lot when it's dark and you're just you're kind of sketched out sketchy um, but i mean, at the game uh i had a guy give me a 
a cool Hooks shirt. I play for the Corpus Christi Hooks when I'm healthy. And uh, he had a cool shirt. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool shirt. And he was like, you want it? And he brought it to me the next day. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it right over there. That's, that's, that's awesome. Good, um, yeah, it's, it's always something interesting, man. Yeah. Um, if I could, if I could talk, put it out of PSA. Yeah. So it's all out there. Please stop asking for my bats and like my hat and stuff. Like I got, I need that stuff to play. Like it's, exactly. I'm, I'm never going to, I'm not going to give you a bat. Like that, that stuff's expensive. Maybe when I get to the pros, like, or the bigs, the bigs, they can afford it. They make millions of dollars. They can just give away a bat. But in the minor leagues, we're still poor. We, we, we're not going to give you our glove. We're not going to give you our sunglasses. So that's sorry. That's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that you're right. Cause uh, Simon, uh, Simon uh, Rosenblum Larson, I don't know if you know him. He was with the uh, Rays. He just got released recently. Uh, he founded more than baseball. He's one of the co-founders and he was kind of wow. telling me about like how so many kids ask for his glove, his bat, his shoes. And he's like, dude, I don't, I, I have to pay for all of this myself. So if I give you this, I got to buy myself a new one. Uh, like exactly. I don't just, they, the team doesn't provide all that stuff for him. So, like, yeah, that's crazy how these kids just – and they'll just scream. Like, I've been – and you can hear them, too, because my league stadiums are small. You just hear them mm-hmm. shouting so much, like, can I get a ball? Can I get your glove? Can I get your bat? And all that stuff. It has to be frustrating. It is a little bit, especially if you've had a bad game. And, like, it, it kind of – I mean, I guess this is what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Like, being a pro ball player, like, you know, people, you know, want to take pictures, stuff, all that stuff. Um, but it's it's a little – it feels like you're in a zoo sometimes like you're a zoo animal mm-hmm. like people just look at you through a net and they just like they just want something from you all the time like rare rarely do you hear hey good game i'll see you tomorrow i'll be at the next one or something it's always hey sign this for me come come you know give me a hug like all that kind of stuff like so i mean it's you kind of tr- you try to block all that out and, and take it like people have the people usually have good stuff in their hearts mm-hmm. so you just try to do that um i don't, I don't know it's 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 an interesting, interesting you know deal sometimes. Yeah, and fans are ruthless. Like I had a guy tell me like someone chased them onto their bus, and just started taking pictures, and like security had to like kick him off. And he's like, "No, dude, you can't do that." Or it's just wild what fans will do. Um, yeah, or man, some I, of them will come with like the the binders of like ask you to sign like fifty of their cards. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll sign one or two, but dude, if you've got a whole page, I'll. I'll I don't have time for that, man. Like I, I, I'm going somewhere. I, I don't have time to just sit there and, and sign for 30 minutes. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I, I try to stay after the game and like every home game, at least I, I've stayed after every single home game this year and signed until everyone's gone. Look at you're um, a man I, of the people. Like we'll have to start the narrative. Like you're a man of the people. I, you know that that would be a great you know thing to add to my Instagram bio. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well. Like I, you just got to say, man of the people, and that's that's all you got to do, man. Everyone's gonna come to you sure. asking for the autographs, and like you're you're as long as they don't ask for your glove, your bat, your shoes. Like I said, you're just a man of the people. You're trying to do. Uh, maybe they'll ask you to write them a song or something. Like, has a fan ever asked you to just hey, hey write, sing me a song or no? I've I've had people ask me to sing to them, and usually I will. You know, if, if it's just me me and them, like if there's a big crowd, I'll be like ah, maybe next time, but. If they're like the last person there, I'll, I'll sing to them a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, I mean, so the thing that kind of gets in your head sometimes is like, you know, 95% of the fans out there are good people. Yeah. But then the, it's always the jerks that are the loudest. And so when you, you're up at bat, people are heckling you and stuff. You just, you don't want to talk to any fans the rest of the day. But you got to remember that, you know, most people there are good people and are going to be nice to you. And so I don't know. It's 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 weird, man. It's it plays a lot of tricks on your mind. Yeah. Uh, like 
if you're if you're doing good or bad especially if you're doing bad you're just you feel like everyone out there is is out there to get you like i i had a i had a bad game at home this year and our own fans were booing me wow and it's like come on like you know i'm not out here doing or trying to do bad and you're supposed to be on my side and you're you know like i'm just i'm trying to say we're people too like you 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 see you saw last year like in the nba a couple of fans got kicked out because they were throwing drinks at the players yeah, like yeah and, and, and like I, whoever the player was asked them to be permanently banned from might have been lebron from, yes yeah there was a couple that did that it, yeah so it might have been lebron i completely i completely get where he's coming from like people some people said oh he's just overreacting you're gonna ban him from the stadium it's like yeah i mean we're out here trying to do a job and like imagine if someone came to your job and they just started screaming and throwing stuff at you all day like you wouldn't like that why is it any different for us yeah i think every every baseball player should be able to go or every sports athlete should be able to go to a fan's job and just yell at them for a day like just one day that's all like it just one day you can just go at any fan you want maybe multiple take a little trip and just yell at them and tell them how how crappy they're doing at their job and maybe just boo them you know just be like hey or ask for their pen. Hey, can I get your computer? <laughs> Yo, let me get let me get your mouse. Let me get your mouse. Dude, we need to make that a uh, a TV show. Exactly. That would that would, that would do yeah. numbers. Like we we may be onto something here. That's such a good idea. Yeah, I, I'm, I need to keep that in the in the back of my mind. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, let, let's end it on this. Obviously, you're you're in double A. You're rehabbing. You're, do you th- are you going to be able to make the team? Do you think this season? Like, or is this like? Are you? Do you think you'll be able to come back this year? Uh, hopefully, I will. Um, yeah. So as of the last couple of days, they've started letting me do a little more baseball stuff. I started throwing yesterday. Uh, defense stuff started swinging a little bit taking a light on that just to make sure my fingers you know holding up good um finger feels great so um i think as long as they don't have any problem with me joining before the end of the season i think i'll be back because i i'm i'm gonna bet maybe two a week or two more and i'll be healthy so okay as long as let me i think i got an, an, the last month of the season left awesome and who, um, who, who's somebody on the, on the double a team that kind of that fans should get, actual fans should get kind of excited about. Maybe someone who's under the radar. Um, maybe it's you. Go ahead and you know, give, it's a true circle. Go ahead and give yourself some credit right there. And, yeah, man, uh, me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I can always take more fans. I, I love it. Um, man, just about everybody, dude. Um, Justin Dearden, he just got called up to AAA. He's been going off this year. Okay, he's he's one of the most quiet guys that I know. Um. But he's a good dude, so I I think if, if people could rally around him, it might bring him out of his shell more. And he, okay, you know, um, just about everybody, dude. I who, mean, who's I, the locker I, room I, guy there? Like, who keeps it light in, for the boys and you know in double A? Uh, Brian Arias, that's okay. for sure. Brian Arias, he's he's a good dude. Um, he's he's always got some jokes going on. Cody Deason, um, he's he's always a goofball, making people laugh. Um. Yeah, those those are the main two guys that I can remember. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, um, you mentioned they chirp you, they boo you. Look at this. This this is going to be the official uh, Luke uh, account, official Luke podcast. Um, I might use my Twitter account as your burner account. Like we'll chirp back at them uh, if I hear <laughs> them talking back. I'll go ahead and clap back. Be like, look, top thirty prospect, no big deal. Um, I want to, you know, thank you for coming on the pod. I really appreciate this. We'll have to do this again. And like, we might have to run it with some cod or something. Like I'm not, you may carry me, no big deal, but, uh, I'll be the, I'll be the locker room guy in our, uh, in our, in our squad here.
perfect. Keep it, keeping the spirits high, even if we're losing back and back. But yeah, it's, that's what I do. I just, <laughs> I just maybe a couple crack a couple jokes here. Keep it life for the boys. So that's what, that's my, what my role might be. But uh, we'll have to run it sometime. Perfect, dude. Sounds good. All right, brother. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. All right, man. Hey, too. I'm. Yeah, I got me curious now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can get one. All right. I appreciate that, brother. All right. Uh, this will come out Thursday. So, again, I appreciate coming on. You have a great rest of your day, man. Thanks, man. You too. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.